You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter, Silky Johnson on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, good to hear a little bit. Um, I don't have any AKAs for today. Yes, I do. AKA, sometimes you don't even need to go to sleep. You just need to lay down. And that might be a sign that I'm getting old. Pray for me. Um, and I'm joined by... Hello, everybody. It's uh, your expectant other half of the show. Nigga, we pregnant. Um, it's Candace. <laughs> <laughs> you know me on all social media. It's not so newly wed PC. <clears throat> Please leave me alone while I'm pregnant. I won't bother you. Don't bother me. Speaking of naps. Uh, listen, we were supposed to have been started recording. I needed a nap. <laughs> okay because i was like you know i really want to give my full energy to the show today um me and jeremy was talking about in the pregame but this is the this is the most drama filled lineup we've had in a while where it's some shit on all of the shows some and not shit. just some little shit but some good shit um yeah. but my ak today is don't ever trust a candace who spell it with i-a-c-e Okay. <laughs> ain't that Mm-mm. a vile um violation? Because I know yeah. what I before E accept that to see or some shit like that. Yeah, she spelled so I'm talking about Candace from Potomac Trifling Ass, and she spelled it C-A-N-D-I-A-C-E. Baby, you didn't need two vowels together. Right? Like that's overkill. Dorothy was being stupid as usual. Um, well, I mean, when you look at the material. Absolutely. Um, a few network announcements. As I said, I'm pregnant. So if you don't see me tweeting as much, that's okay. No, I'm okay. No, the co-hosts and the host of the shows have checked in with me. Um, but Twitter could be a, can be a bit much at times, especially with this election season coming in, coming up. We're still in a pandemic and people are passionate. People can be a little bit on the nasty side. And um, I don't want to be necessarily subjected to that. So if you don't see me around, I'm around, but I'm just step standing back from Twitter. You can expect to hear me um, on the show uh, for as long as possible until it's time to have this baby, Lord willing. Um, Indeed. Yeah. Also, keep Brie lifted up in your prayers. Uh, send her good energy. Keep her surrounded uh, as she will be in battling on a fight with breast cancer um and she's gonna win we already claiming that victory there are no other outcomes for us uh she gonna whoop cancer ass and that's just that so honestly we gonna her, jump cancel to be honest to, to be honest um so send her your love your support if you have coins to spare send those too as even with the best medical insurance it this is gonna be an expensive fight for her and she has a whole family, and so uh, we're going to do that for her, send a kind word, or if you don't have a kind word, mind your business. Also that. 
Um, when in doubt, you can always just shut the fuck up. Yeah, you always can. Uh, as usual, I just want to send a, a thank you to all the, the hosts on the network. Um, you know, we are a family. And so if you mess with one of us, you basically messing with all of us. And you don't want no problems with us. Squad! <laughs> and don't forget about the scholarship that we established in Curtis Honor. Um, it's so funny. I was in my Facebook memories, and on this day last year is when Curtis was um, sharing that he was on the news out in Seattle for podcasting week, by which he went on national news and was able to talk about gay side stories. Uh, we miss you, Curtis. We have this scholarship in your honor to help two black LGBTQIA college students. And we are still trying to give that money away. So if you can, and if you know somebody, if you are that somebody, just head over to flawlessnoises.com slash scholarship. It'll only take you a few minutes to apply and go from there. If you're not, you should subscribe to our Patreon because me and Jeremy stumbled across some very ratchet trailer trashery bullshit that is majority white people called Love After Lockup. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you Let one me tell thing. you something. I have you been ain't... seeing people tweet about that show for the longest, but I never got into it. Let me tell you something. I am so glad we decided to talk about this bullshit because that's exactly what it is. Bullshit. <laughs> Listen, if the, if you could combine the desperation on catfish, throw gel in there like some parsley, and then crank it up to 10, it will be this fucking show. Why on God's green earth is this a thing? But I'm so glad because I have been crying, laughing, catching up, since we covered it this whole damn weekend. Exactly. That shit, is, yeah. that shit is that shit is hilariously sad. So because of how all of the seriousness that is election season, that is pandemic, that is USPS, that is the wrong Trump died. Um <laughs> Um, I've even had like regular ass niggas hitting me up like hey what's some good trashy tv i could watch that i would enjoy and i told niggas love after lockup and real housewives of potomac it is good and fucking messy and lo and behold niggas is like oh this shit is this shit crazy um i've never seen people so desperate and i've never seen people look like they've never bathed the way they look on love after lockup that's the other thing it is very unsanitary very unsanitary. Like I've never seen people. I never seen people that look like they wash with the same rag they use to wipe their ass. Exactly. You know they rag. You you know they rag look like Trick Daddy. You know it do. It, ooh, it looked like a a dirty rag full of monkey hair. You know what? Let's go on with the damn show. <laughs> Let's move on with the fucking show. That's it for our network announcements. Um, We're going to hop right into it. We're going to start with Love and Marriage Huntsville. Uh, Wanda. Wanda, I will slap piss out you. 
<laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I don't like your energy. I don't like the don't way like that it. you carry on. I don't like this. Is the thing. For what reason do you have to be this deeply embedded in Letitia's business with her friends, ex friends? Let's start and end there. That is the weirdest part of this to me because if I was to tell my mama tomorrow, okay, me and Jeremy ain't cool no more, she'd be like, uh, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> right. She'd be like, Imagine well, me caring. If you like, well, damn, that sucks, but let's let's cook this brisket. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, ain't, like, Wanda, ain't you supposed to be in your golden years living your best damn life? Why you care about this petty-ass mess? Like, you ain't got nothing to preoccupy you. You ain't got no flowers to tend to. You ain't got a garden to grow. You ain't got no birds to feed that's chirping. I mean, here, your hair already look like a goddamn nest, so I don't understand why, what, the, what what you're doing. Like, I just, I don't like you, Wanda. You give me mama, you give me worse than Mama Joyce vibes, which is saying a lot, because Mama Joyce is a motherfucker. But I don't like you, Wanda. I want you to go away. I don't like you. I don't like your spirit. I don't like your face. I don't like your hair. You the only bitch I ever seen that done got her hair done and it looked worse than when it was when she had it before. Like, you just evil and I want you to go away. I want you to leave Tisha alone here. Y'all done done, done a, bit, a worse enough job because, hell, Tisha craze on her own goddamn self. You don't make it no better. Leave everybody alone. Go away. Not only that, go take your old ass to bingo, bitch. Like something, get do something. Go play, go go play pinochle. Go do something. Some mini golf, something. Go find a hairstylist who look like they actually do hair. Uh, well, I mean, it's Huntsville. Never mind. Well, not everybody, only that, I mean, you got to look at the material. I don't think it's that much everybody, to be everybody, everybody here be looking fucked up on there. Yeah, so. I don't think it's too much on Wanda's head to be saving, to be perfectly damn honest. Scalpy asshole. I don't know what's wrong with you, but you do a lot. And I, Letitia, you got all this mouth for everybody, but don't know when to sit your mama down and tell her she's doing a fucking lot. Well, the only one to do that is Kimmy and her husband. Yeah. When that's the damn problem, because I mean, they family, but that's your mama. Yeah, you, you can't should. Tell you, your own... Oh, go ahead. No, you was finna say it. If you can't tell your own mama when she's stepping out of line and out of bounds with your own your own damn husband, when can you? Yeah, yeah, your own damn husband, your own damn family, your own damn friends slash ex friends. Like you just allow your mama to do and say whatever the fuck she want, and that's the problem. You and exactly. you, I mean, to be fair, she probably gonna do that anyway because that's just how she is when that's her own problems to bear. But your problem is you encourage and embolden her to do it because you don't never say shit to her. Yeah, you couldn't, you, you, you wouldn't be able to sit up in my house where you don't pay no bills talking to folks like that. But you know, let's let's start an end there. That is literally the gist of everything. You Wanda don't pay no bills in your house to be carrying on the way that she do about what uh, goes on in your house. Period. Um I 
I want to talk about this date night that Melody, Martell, Destiny, and Lederick went on. That wasn't a date night. That was a shit show. Oh, my goodness yeah. gracious. Almighty. First things first. Destiny, if you do hair, why Melody's always looking like that? <laughs> friend or friend of me? <laughs> Or enemy, is you straight the enemy? Cause sis. Cause it's looking sis. very hairy. <laughs> okay. Like what is first things first? I love how I love how all the problems on this show for you always come back to the hair. It always come back to the hair. You know I got it, but it, it's on all the shows because you know one of my biggest issues on Potomac was them wigs. Yeah. And you see Karen been stepping them wigs up. Yeah, I was about to say specifically, Karen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I I see the uh, listen, happy wig, happy life. I see the vision, friend. Mm-hmm. I see the vision. Continue. Yeah. Um. We Destiny said and her in a, nigga are weird. We said it's in the pregame. Destiny and Lederick have a lot of issues to be so newlywed. And they've been together for quite some time because remember, Destiny has had six miscarriages prior to this pregnancy. Yes. And so they have some which, time in. Which Lederick or Beric or however you say your name, being that that's the case and that y'all have had six miscarriages prior to this. You would think that you are a bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, sensitive and understanding and more importantly, showing up as a partner and as a man for your wife, who is actually the one carrying the said child. You would think you would be more sensitive to that, but I mean, typical straight man. So, you know, what are you going to do? Everything. So here's the thing. I, under, I understand him wanting to ha- be as involved in this pregnancy as possible. This is his first child. Um, I'm pretty sure those miscarriages hurt him as well. However, you have not done, obviously, you have not done enough research to have an opinion on some of these things. Um I take that back. You you have, but your delivery stinks. I I understand you wanting Destiny to have an established OB down in Huntsville in the event of an emergency, but it's the way you delivered it. She Mm -hmm. needs to do this. Why she don't have that? Why not just go to your wife and say, hey, I know that you have your OB up in Memphis that you really like, and I really like them too. But in the event of an emergency, we really should have an established OB down here as well. And they can be in communication with your OB in Memphis about any any difficulties and just stay in contact about, you know, the health and safety of you and the baby. Men need to, straight black men need to get some emotional intelligence. Yes, that yes, because his delivery made it all about him. All about him, and had you had you centered her and the health and safety of the baby, I'm it sure came she off a would lot have. Better. It would have came off a lot better, and it would have looked a lot different. Because I'm sitting here thinking about she don't have no OB down here. Well, 
why does that bother you? Especially when she was like, well, we have a doula. And I understand some doulas are registered nurses. Some doulas are nurse practitioners. Um, but I understand you still wanting to be able to call a, a, a OB in the event anything happens. Not but again, yeah. Yeah, but like like you said, Jeremy, he was so hell-bent on centering himself that he he could not even explain to her that I want this for you and the baby. Yeah. God willing, what? everything will be okay, but in the event that we need to take action quickly, we need to have a doctor down here because we can't drive to Memphis for a medical emergency and your doctor up your OB will not be able to get down to Huntsville overnight. If there's a medical emergency. So indeed. And also it's like, I don't understand, you know, and maybe I don't know all the particulars and then, you know, child Lord knows I'm broke, but I don't understand having all these, Having the opinions that he does and centering himself in the opinions, which is honestly the reasons why his opinions suck. But it's like, so, and I agree with Melody here. So, like, you can, like, move your pregnant wife. So, I have no idea why why Destiny and Lederick was living separately, why she was in Memphis and why he was down in Huntsville. That's their business. Um, And they don't really go full into detail about it. But when he was like, she surprised me when she moved down before she said she was moving down. That's your wife. Yeah, that's your, like, wife. Like, your whole pregnant-ass wife. I was really confused about that. I thought Martel was being really messy, bringing up the last name situation. And then they bring it up and then Melody and Martell gonna say, oh, I thought this was date night. I didn't know this was couples therapy. Well, if y'all, if you had a mind at your business, you bald headed motherfucker, it would have been date night. <laughs> you bald head bitch. Yeah. What was the point of you bringing it that up? Especially if you know that's the point of contention. Yeah, you and know he that's a trigger for a, them. He brought it up in a messy way too. Like I understand why he wouldn't help her move. She don't even. She won't even take his last name. What the fuck do A got to do with Z? Right, like boy, you you reached for you reached for Pluto with that, but you did it to be messy. Which, which, in fairness, is something that the uh, the Scots have said about Martell and they beef is that he's very messy and shady. Yeah. Which, I mean, we saw a glimpse of it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we saw did. we saw a we big did. glimpse of it. Um they 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 falling out and you know and all that stuff. It's not as one-sided as Melody and Martell would like us to believe cuz y'all yeah, y'all, they, y'all do, do do some bitch some bitch shit. I'm not saying that the Scots Y'all do some Yeah, they do some bitch shit sitting at that table when Destiny brought up that she has spoken to she was scheduling a meeting with Marceau to have some uh, some custom stuff done for her salon that she was opening in, in Huntsville. First things first. Y'all were damn near crying buckets when it was rumored that Marceau leaked y'all tax return information. Rumored. We still have no concrete receipts on that. No, no, we do not. We still have no concrete proof on that. So for you to 
try to stop his bag because y'all aren't speaking, but let you tell it. You don't want to have nothing to do with him. You don't want his name brought up. It is what it is and all this other shit. I would have paid whenever his name get brought up. Why, why even give it a reaction? You and Melody trying to act so unbothered, but y'all the most bothered. Because as mm-hmm. soon as she said Marceau, y'all talking about who? Huh? Who? 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 Sounded like some stupid fucking owls. Who? Who? Like, it's Sounded not even like that. that deep. Hey, remember that Tusa Pop commercial? With yeah, the owl. What? To who? Three. Marcel. Like, <laughs> it was just sitting there like. It was unnecessarily petty. Here go Melody talking about, well, we, well, this one the time, well, girl, well, girl, we didn't, we know that, we don't know that many contractors here. We know the nigga that we know, and she, her, her, her ass go That like, y'all well, introduced me to. And here she go, like, well, here, well, here, well, we're going to introduce you to some more. Like, for but y'all. Then, be- but then going to say, we, we might be able to do it. And then here go Martel. I ain't got time. Y'all ain't even on the same page with y'all petty bullshit. I you mean, just you just so pressed for Marceau and Letitia to not get some business in the bag in their pocket that you just offering to do shit that your husband ain't even got time to do. Or want to do. I also want to address his last name shit. That's a, that ain't nothing but patriarchy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I've been through, I'm married. I've been through the process. I know how marriage licensing works. You are legally bound to somebody by the, the state. The, the, the state government, you and this person is legally bound to each other. In my eyes, what difference is a last name? Yeah. When you can't do shit unless you, unless you go the legal route to absolve that legal binding. Yeah. That is, it's, I mean, it's, it's patriarchy, like you said, and it's also patriarchy tied to the state, like you said, like, it, yeah. like, if y'all married, y'all married. I mean, the last name shit. I mean, well, ain't nobody marrying me no fucking time soon. So good to hear little everybody. But I honestly have detached myself from the idea of the person I choose to spend my life with has to have my last name. They don't. It ain't that deep, to be honest. It really ain't. But I guess if Destiny buys into patriarchy, which it seemed like she does, the way she tried to bite Kimmy head off because Kimmy was like, I don't know who her husband is. I just heard he made good chicken. Um, <laughs> you you need deep in patriarchy. So I can see why your husband would have an issue with you buying into all levels of it except for that. And your, your reason for it is, well, this is my last tie to my brother who was murdered and my mother. Uh, your bloodline is actually your last tie. Changing your last name don't mean you're not tied to your family anymore. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't want to call it a stupid reason, but in my mind, I was like, uh, you know that your blood is kind of thicker than your last name, don't you? <laughs> like, I, I, mm, mm. Just say, just say the process is too fucking long, and mm. that, but even in the pandemic now, it might not take much. I didn't, mm, you know. Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. That's all I had because I, I didn't want to be insistent, but I was like, that reason don't really sound that bright. Um, Looking at this episode, I'm having a little bit of change of heart, and I think um, at some point I'm going to go back and watch season one, and I want to see exactly where, because Letitia and Marceau mentioned that uh, Melody and... 
Melody's mama is the first one who started mudslinging or Melody and Martell started bringing up parents first in the mm. situation. And now seeing how messy Martell is. It's um, a damn sure possibility. It's a possibility. And I want, I want to look for myself and find out. Yeah. You want because the if there's context. any, if there's any truth to that, even though it's still very weird to center in on the possibility of somebody's old ass mama having a sex tape. It's still but weird. It's still weird because there was many other angles because Melody Mama damn sure um, could catch some jokes with that wet and wavy ass wig she always wearing. Mm, 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 it running over to the left. <laughs> Call that a tweet so, wig. I was feeling so good. I had to spritz my wig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you get on my damn <laughs> I'm just saying, friend. It, mm. just, it was a lot, and I wanna, I wanna check it out for myself and see if there's any, any truth to that. Um, yeah, because we kind of hopped in this late, and we don't have all the context from previous seasons. So, I just know it's very weird to talk about somebody, a former friend's mama, having a sex tape. Like it's that would uh, The sex tape part wouldn't even come to my mind. Like, if your mama got a bad wig, then I mean, I mean, make fat jokes about somebody mama like we grew up doing. Don't don't default to a sex tape. Get shut your up. Sex tape like that. Shut is... up, nigga. Fuck you and your fat ass mama, nigga. Like, I, that's that's the era I grew up in. Calling yeah, somebody I didn't grow mama up in fat. That. I didn't grow up in the era. That's why your mama and Ola fans gawking up the town like, where? Whoa, yeah. whoa, where? How? Whoa, we, whoa! First of all, El- we don't shame elderly, f- elderly fans. Uh, you, Shit. Show title. Show title. <laughs> God, <laughs> what the uh, fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, damn. Where all the seniors go to mix and mingle, baby. Ooh. Uh, they 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 mixing something. I don't know about mingling, but they mixing yeah, something. Macaroni and cheese. Uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> macaroni and medicine. For this old ass pussy. <laughs> 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 um, <Gap. laughs> gray ass pussy. I know it's some gray <laughs> hair down there. God, dog, it's a lot. Bad, bad, bad. Let's <laughs> um. Let's move on. <laughs> so we get to that kids part. No, I want to talk about uh Kimmy and her son. Uh, points were made. Um, the one thing I love about college graduates, because I was a older college graduate, I didn't graduate college exactly at 20, 21, 22, um, that optimism, Kimmy's son thought he was going to finish school with, with a degree in project management and then become a project manager for, uh, Marceau's construction company. Sweetie yeah. pie. That's not how any of that works. Project yeah. managers typically have a ton of experience under their belt. Yeah. I don't know if his degree is in engineering or what exactly it's in, but you don't graduate college and go directly into project management. That's not how that works. Yeah. I'm not, bl- I'm not shaming you for having the optimism because. Yeah, I, no, I, you dream you know, big, dream, dream big. big, know your worth. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but Marceau told you, right. Um, project management 
project managers are typically very experienced. They know a lot of the ins and outs of construction. Um, you gotta get your time. You gotta you gotta get your your uh pay your dues. You gotta learn the ins and outs. Um, yeah. Because if you very don't, you can kill somebody. Yeah, and very, and not true. I, first of all, that, and second of all, just for any job, you know, like it's it's a whole nother conversation that we ain't gonna get real deep in. But it's just it's like with any job that you go to school for, you study for, you dedicate your life to, like, yes, this is what I want to do. Then you get out into the real world to find out you got to get experience and you got to get an entry-level job that pay you damn near minimum wage just so you could get a half of a foot in the door. Yeah, and and I think people, let me tell you, as an engineer, uh, I didn't get out of college making six figures. I was nowhere close. Uh I was making good money compared to the national average, but with time and experience comes the better pay and putting, getting your hands dirty and all that kind of stuff. Um, very few college graduates come out of college making six figures in anything. Yeah. Look, look how broke doctors are until they finish their residency. Yeah. Doctors. Look how, teachers. look how broke nurses Ooh, are. Teachers. Into, Ooh. Teachers be broke the whole tenure of their fucking career unless they end up on the path to administration and becoming principals and board mm-hmm. of education and stuff like that. Look at nurses until they finish their clinicals and things like that. You know, you don't uh, that piece of paper don't guarantee you six figures. What it does say is you on the road to being able to make the money that you want to make. But you've got to do the work. You've got to get the experience. You've got to n- prove that you are worthy of being in those top paying positions. So, um, very ambitious. Congratulations. Um, and I was everything Kimmy was saying to her son. Absolutely agree with. If you're going to move back here, you have to have a plan. You have to get a job. You're not just going to sit around here. You got a college degree. You are not just going to sit around here with a college degree. Sorry, not sorry. You're going to pay some bills. You're going to be a productive member of this household. Or you need to figure something else out. You can't come sit your grown ass up in the house while all the grown folks here is going to work and the one person that's not grown is getting up going to school. That's not a game you should, I'm not going to be willing to play with you. Mm Mm-mm. So I agree with that conversation. It was good to see that. Um, but now let's go on to this birthday party. Cute birthday party. I love those type of birthday parties. I love birthday parties where kids and parents can participate. That's one of my things. Um, niggas love bowling. It me. I'm niggas. Yeah, niggas love bowling. Niggas love going to places where you could do laser tag and play arcade games and tap into your inner child and eat some pizza, have a beer, watch your kids have fun and all that kind of stuff. I enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, and the party looked really cute. Melody, you kind of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Because you invited that woman and then sh- shaded her down if she decided not to come. Meanwhile, you just recently had her dragged out of an event, which was deserved. Yeah. But if if she don't, if she didn't show up with her kids. She just didn't show up. She don't owe you nothing. And if you not, if you and Martell have been saying 
since this season started, y'all really have no desire to rekindle fr- a friendship with them. So what do you mean if she don't show up, she just showing you that y'all can't move forward? You have already established y'all can't move forward. You don't want to move forward. You have said that. So it's your like husband, she's been damned if your, she do. Your husband mm-hmm. won't even speak to Marceau. And I feel like, Martel, you... Martel, you kind of a bitch. You kind of a messy bitch. Let me say that. You kind of a bitch. Sitting up in there in that red-ass, deacon-ass, period-blood-ass suit in them confessionals. <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking, looking like, like a used tampon. Like, you look a fucking mess. But the other thing, talking about I paid for the party, so I feel like you should have to speak to me. You paid for that party for your fucking daughter. You ain't paid for that party for Marceau. He didn't give a fuck. He didn't want to come, honestly. Yeah, he did it for his child, which you should be doing for this is about the children. Why are y'all grown asses making this child's event about y'all? You know what I surmise about you, Martel? You are in your feelings that Marceau held you accountable for cheating on your wife and brought to the light the fact that your behavior could have cost y'all some business dealings when y'all were in business together. Mm. And you don't like the fact that another man held you accountable instead of turning the other cheek or, or kikiing with you about it. Marceau was not like, oh, my nigga, I see, I see why you cheated. That bitch bad. No, he was like, fam, we all in, bi- we in business together. You fucking up your reputation could fuck mine up. Yeah. And he didn't like, lie. Like not only is this like morally fucked up, but also it's like business wise fucked up. Like nigga, I don't I have a like Marcel's like I have a brand and far as my brand goes, I don't I I respect women and shit. Now granted your conversation with your wife, I can't tell. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Um, just you honestly know. you did not get he did not get caught with his pants down having a, an affair for two years yeah. you did and yeah. when it happened he called you out on it he brought you to the carpet about it and you've been in your feelings about it ever fucking since I don't that's on you that's Shouldn't between you and your God now some of the other stuff like I said I need to go back and watch because I highly doubt Marceau is throwing these type of haymakers and shit and you and Melody have said nothing Cause y'all too messy for that. Also, Maurice, why you got on the velvet polo shirt? I don't know what that is, but I want to understand why Kimmy let you come out the house like that. Uh, why can't nobody in Huntsville dress? <sighs> Melody at her daughter's birthday party dressed like a deaconess. Mm, she up here with her Hillary Clinton pantsuit on, looking like the 2016 election. Losing. The. <laughs> <laughs> well done, friend. <laughs> um, Letitia and Marceau did show up, and like we said, Martel and Marceau refused to speak. And I think Maurice, um, but prior to them getting there, I think Maurice had a, a valid point about Melody taking it personal that Kimmy left with Letitia. I too would have left with my sister in law. I'm gonna be honest with you. Because if you were going to make a big stink about having her escorted out, I was not going to let my sister-in-law face that embarrassment alone. No, your now, cousins. If... They're cousins. Oh, okay. I thought Marceau and Maurice was brothers. Uh, they I... brothers. Yeah, they brothers. 
Yeah, oh they, wait, no. Oh, you talking about when the men had that conversation? I thought. Yeah, oh, when, okay, the, yeah. when the men had that conversation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Maurice bad, was bad, like, and Maurice was like, I would have left too. I would have, I would have left if somebody would have, if security would have had you escorted out somewhere. I would have left with you. I wouldn't have yeah. let you get escorted out in the bears by yourself. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't like. We didn't. We didn't blame Kimmy for leaving. Uh, no, for leaving we blame Kimmy for for the little messy shit she's doing between between uh the couples yeah. like she and also she, oh go ahead my bad no i'm just saying she played one way with martel and melody then she she throwing shade with Letitia and marceau it's kind of like if you want to be neutral and you don't want to be in the middle you've got to not even entertain those conversations period yeah and also like i like if i'm if i'm kimmy like i another thing i didn't like that that we talked about with kimmy is like I too would not have let Tisha walk out alone. But what I would have told Tisha is like, girl, you know damn well you don't show up to nobody's private event unannounced. That was my issue with Kimmy. Not her walking out, but her not being like Tisha. I'm not going to let you be alone in this. I'm not going to let you be you know, embarrassed by yourself about this. You my family. So I understand. But at the same time, I have to let you know you don't show up to nobody's shit unannounced, even if you do have good intentions. That was yeah. my issue with Kimmy. That was absolutely my issue. And tell us that, you know what, you know what? That would have been akin to if to, that would have been the same as Melody trying to address her problems with Letitia at Kimmy and Maurice wedding. Yes, yes, yes. There's a time and a place for everything. That is the one thing I agreed about. There was a time and a place for that. You had Melody's number. So many times you could have called Melody up and said, hey, can we do lunch? I want to talk about some things. I want to clear the air on some things. You never did that. You got wind of her event from Kimmy and decided to crash it. That was not okay. And Kimmy, you have no reason to discuss anything about Melody with Letitia and vice versa. They're not friends. They they don't. Melody doesn't want to be, and Letitia can't stop being shady long enough to actually repair the friendship. Just shut up and stay out of it. But absolutely, I agree with you. Leaving with Letitia, that is your sister in law, and let's be honest about it. It trumps the friendship with you and Melody. You have to see this woman, even when Melody is nowhere to be found. Yeah, because they family. They, y'all family. So there's that. And when they finally, first of all, why Letitia showed up dressed like a dominatrix? Is you okay? No, she's not. She definitely dressed up like she was trying to get at the cut line at the club. It was a lot. Old ladies free to a 12 ass outfit. And I want to ask Melody why she felt like her kid's birthday party was the right time to try to have this conversation with Letitia. Like if you just event, got on the, oh, go ahead. If your event wasn't the right time, why was this party the right time? That part. This honestly is the reason y'all can't get back together. Cause y'all too damn crazy. <laughs> That's what y'all, y'all, too, too, y'all too much alike. Yeah. Y'all two sides of the same crazy wig. <laughs> Lazy wigs. <laughs> y'all two in, y'all two ends of the same closure. <laughs> For this lazy ass wig. Them wigs be lazy, child. Two sides of the same closure. I like that. That's gonna be a headliner, friend. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> when I was thinking it in my head, I was like, Cam's going to cuss me out for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's why y'all can't be friends and repair y'all friendship because you both, both of y'all extra, both of y'all messy, both of y'all at times are hypocritical, and that j- and both of y'all head strong and stubborn than a motherfucker. And that's not a good combination. At all. That's too much shit going on. When both of y'all got a lot of shit going on at home. Correct. Um, I I just like, so y'all just going to do this right in front of the kids. I bet them kids looking like right in front of my salad, huh? Just right right in front of my bowling ball. One in front of the cupcakes, bitch. Right Right in front of the goodie bags? God damn. Right in front of lane one? I just was about to get a strike. Mama, what, what what is going on here? (laughs) <laughs> hey, y'all fucking up my concentration groove is disrupted right all this foolishness because that's what it is it's just foolishness <laughs> that so this is where the episode leaves off based on the previews um it things are really about to pick up the mess is really about to pick up because uh, Melody and Martell are refusing to let go of this beef with Letitia and Marceau and just not, they taking up so much rent in y'all head, so much space in y'all head rent free. Mm-hmm. De- it seemed like it's going to be some issues with Marceau and Destiny and Kimmy is going to be like, why the fuck y'all won't get over it? So it looked like it's about to get good and messy the rest of the season and I'm looking I'm forward to it. I'm glad we added this show to the lineup. I'm very glad we added this show. If for nothing else, I'm glad we added this show to the lineup so my friend can always talk about how y'all dress and how y'all have never looked good. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also glad we added it because a lot of the things that we were watching even before the pandemic, um, they need to be laid to rest. Like like some of the wigs on this show. (laughs) Yes. They need to be they need to be sent up yonder to the upper room. Looking um, at you, Black Ink New York. Looking at you, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, God, at, please. Looking at you, um, Love and Hip Hop franchise. But, um, right. It's time to revamp and rework. And this uh, Love and Marriage, is it reminds me of the former glory of some of these shows, especially Real Housewives of Atlanta. So. Yes. Yes. I can um wait for next next weekend. I don't know if we told you guys, but Brooke, the Brooke Ash is going to be on next week's show. And I'm truly looking forward to having her on. I believe she watches all of the shows we watch. Um, and she is a, a real housewives franchise aficionado. And I like she to has, call her a scholar personally. Yeah, she she is the she is the concierge of the Real Housewives uh, franchise. She can, if you are interested in any any Real Housewives shows beyond the black ones, that's where you go. You go and you check out her YouTube channel. You follow her tweets because she's going to discuss Beverly Hills. She's going to discuss um, Potomac. She will discuss Atlanta and some of the other New Jersey. Uh, she she discussed the the franchises, all of them. That's so, how you know that. That's how I know that. That's how you know that you are a student. What you do because I mean, y'all, y'all know. Like we tend to um um buy black with our mess on, on this show. 
Yeah. But Brooke cover all the all the Housewives franchises, and that's dedication. And uh, I watched yeah. her videos. I I will say this. I will say this. I haven't watched it, but according to Brooke, don't white girls be cutting up. Yeah. Yeah, according to Brooke, um, we really need to do ourselves. Well, I guess the thing with me is these franchises have been on so long that it's hard to catch up. Potomac is the babiest of the Real Housewives franchise. Yeah, and so we caught it at the right time, too. We caught it at the right time. Um, our view, our listeners can still catch up. I think I just told, shout out to Bree. Um, her name used to be Bree to Oregon. Um, I even told her if she was to start at season three, she could really catch up on Potomac really quickly. Um, Cause it's the season right before Candace is introduced, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. No, Candace was introduced in season three. That was her first season, season three. Cause Monique was introduced in season two and season one, it was Giselle, Robin, Karen, um, Sharice, and is that it? Is that it? I think so. I think that was season one, and then season two. Cause Sharice came. Cause Sharice was like a guest of the show afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, season two is when Monique was introduced. Season three is when Candace was introduced. Um. Oh, was Ashley in season one? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember when Ashley was introduced, but um, it might have been the same. Nah, it was. Ashley is an original. I believe Ashley hmm. is an original cast member. Original shit starter. Yeah, so that was season one. Season two, we get Monique. Uh, season three, we got Candace, and season four, we got Katie. And this season, we got Wendy, and they Which, brought Sharice, Sharice mm. back as a friend of the show. So, yeah, if you want to catch up, you can. Um, but now we're gonna head on over to Marriage Boot Camp because surprisingly, I've been, I'm enjoying this season. Um, yeah, we Overall. don't have to. Although yeah, I have words. Um, we don't have to really get neat. First of all, Hazel E and Davon, um, I'm very sorry to Hazel E. Uh that it basic they basically alluded to her having a miscarriage. Um yeah, I thought I'm they flat sure. out said it. Oh, did they flat out say it finally? Yeah, yeah, they flat um, out said it. I'm very, we are very, very sorry for that loss. I don't care how annoying we find you. That is a painful situation to endure. I urge you to keep your head up. Um, you know, and we're sending you and Davon our, our prayers um, for, for healing for the both of you for that. Um, I feel that this is the episode where they do the puppets. Yeah. And some puppets that look like cranky ankles. Yeah. The cranky anchor puppets where you switch roles. And so you pretending to be a partner with the puppets. Um, here's my thing with Shonda. You have absolutely every right to 
not be forgiving and not want to let things go, let all the cheating that Willie has done go. If you're, if that's how you feel, leave. You can't keep staying and not wanting to move forward and make progress. You can't have it both ways. You either want to hold the grudge or you want to repair your marriage. And infidelity is the biggest issue in your marriage. Thus, to move forward, you have to let that grudge go and you have to be open to rebuilding the trust. If you are not, which I, I would not be after 12 women, it's because okay. That to is leave. a whole lot. It's okay to leave. Yeah, that and, is an entire basketball team. And we have to let go of the notion that kids can't be raised properly and healthy unless their parents are together. Because y'all are together and all y'all have showed y'all children is dysfunction and verbal and emotional abuse. That's all y'all have showed y'all children staying married. Y'all have a better chance of showing those kids what it looks like to make mistakes, be at a place where you can't forgive those mistakes, but do the work separately to overcome your trauma and your issues so that your kids can be happy and healthy. Because y'all both have spent a lot of time on this show crying about the fact that your kids have seen a lot of this. They don't have to. You don't have to be together. And honestly, it sounds like y'all don't need to be. Um, There's there's no shame in letting go. At all. I want to talk about how I feel Judge Toller and Dr. Ish have completely dropped the ball with the Tahiri and Vado situation. One, it is never okay to get physical with your partner. That includes putting your hands on them, pushing them, punching them, choking them, throwing things at them, hitting them with things, throwing objects. None of that is okay. No. And I am just very confused that they claim to have watched the tape back from production and have not spoken to Tahiri about her behavior in that situation. They showed the flashback like several times. They show her throwing them apples every time so far. Yeah, they do. I'm not confused. I'm just disappointed. And I'm not disappointed in a... Here's the thing. Like we said last week, I understand and completely agree putting a greater emphasis on Vato just due to the statistics of how many women, specifically women of color, specifically black women. It's the hero black. She's she gotta be. I think she half and half or something. Okay, either way, I understand putting a greater emphasis on Vato just due to the power dynamics and due to the statistics. I understand that and I agree with that. At the same time, you can address to hear it in a way that's not like Twitter nigga, oh, y'all don't care about male victims too. Like, you can do that. You are Judge Tola and Dr. Ish. Y'all are way smarter than the average Twitter nigga. You can address both of these things in a, in a, in a, 
in a smart way, because I couldn't think of a better word. You can do that, and they just haven't chosen. Oh, in to. a more productive way. You can. Yes, thank you for you, you. You can. You can talk about domestic abuse in relationships, while also putting an emphasis on the fact that it's more common when it's man on woman versus woman on man, but it's never okay in any instance. Right. There hasn't been that. And one thing, yes, and on a show where it's all about being accountable in your relationship, being accountable in your actions, they have not made Tahiri be accountable. They have allowed her to sink into that victim role. And she was a victim, absolutely. But she was also an aggressor in the situation too. Because Bottle should have had the Werenthal to go to the producers, to ask to see a producer and say, hey, she got physically aggressive and physically violent with me, throwing objects at me to cause damage, and I can't be around her right now. And this needs to be handled and discussed amongst the producers and amongst Dr. Ish and Dr. Toler, I mean, Judge Toler. Yeah. He had and a responsibility. He didn't do that. That's he had him. a yeah, he had a responsibility to handle himself differently in that situation. If you were so yeah. angry with her that you like if she blinked wrong, you wanted to yoke her up, you should have gone to the producers. Yeah. Like on both accounts, it was on both accounts, he had a responsibility to move to handle himself better uh, and accordingly. Uh, and especially in the second interaction, he definitely, that was on him uh, on both times. At the same time, the first one, Tahiri, it was on her to move and help hold her own self accountable because I'm not about to just be okay with anybody, let alone the romantic partner just throwing shit at me and being verbally abusive to me. I'm, am I going to hit them? No, but what I am going to do for damn sure is leave. That's yeah. for damn sure what I'm going to do. And if I'm in a situation like that, where I'm vital, where I know that there's producers, security, things of that nature, I'm for damn sure going to production like, hey, 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 this is not cool. I don't like this. I don't, this is, this is very aggressive, very abusive. Please talk to her. Please get her somewhere where maybe we can come back together once she has calmed down or has been spoken to that this cannot, this is unacceptable and this cannot happen. And then we'll go from there. But I'm, I'm not okay with somebody just throwing shit at me, a romantic partner just throwing shit at me and cursing at me and being aggressive with me. No, I'm, I'm not okay with that. And that shouldn't be okay for anybody of any gender. Agreed. So I feel like Judge Tola and Dr. have definitely dropped the ball in regards to, to Tahiri on that front. I, I'm inclined to agree. And now, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. You mean the, you mean the, the alcoholic in the, in the room, the wino in the room, the drunk in the room, the addict in the room. Um, talk about I wanna, abusive. I want to I want to cover a few things. Um, we understand how serious addiction is, but what I want to say is, healthy people typically do not form addictions. 
especially to substances. We've got to have that understood. Mentally healthy, mentally aware, mentally and emotionally stable people do not form addictions to substances. Addictions form from people trying to run from their problems, their demons, and all kind of things. Boxing Corrupt is demons. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there. <laughs> Corrupt, fucker. Corrupt is not mentally well at all. Okay, and it shows. He's not okay. And the thing about addiction is without proper help, without professional help, without wanting to get that help. Yeah, addicts tend to make their addictions the addictions of everyone around them. It is up to you to say, I am not going to stay here with you while you refuse to get help. Corrupt refuses to get help. Corrupt has said multiple times on this show, I could get help, but I don't want to. I probably could stop drinking, but I don't want to. He, at the moment, is comfortable in his addiction. And as a grown-ass man, that's his business, that's his right. But you know what also is your business and your right? To not be there for that shit. There you go. To not deal with somebody also being an addict and cheating on you. And being emotionally abusive and verbally and, and, abusive. And and you having to lie to to have a reason to go through his phone. You needed nothing out of corrupt's phone. You don't trust him. He has given you every reason to not trust him. When you saw an opportunity to be able to go through his phone, you took it. Yeah. And I because, need you to be honest about that. Yeah, because being with this man is destroying you. Let me take that back. You choosing to be with this man is destroying you. Yes. Because you have a choice. You don't have any kids with this man. You don't have you don't have any 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 money tied to this man that I know of. You there is nothing legally, financially, spiritually, or any listen or any other shackles that you take your feet off and dance with. Nothing is binding you to this man. You are choosing to be here with him and it is destroying you. It is making you, it is either making you get out of character or it is, or it is revealing things about your character that is destructive that you might not have known were there. Either way, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. You are going to lose yourself dealing with this nigga who honestly, and this may sound a bit rough, but it's what I feel and I'm going to say it. A nigga that's not worth it. This is not worth your... No no person is worth... No person. No person. Well, I mean, hey. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get to my hello video. I felt it was going to be the appropriate time. <laughs> I, was I, was, I was digging deep. Hello? <laughs> hello? You probably gonna put that in editing to be, <laughs> but no person is worth you losing yourself and losing yourself, your sanity, your peace of mind, and your spirit over. 
and for goddamn sure not a nigga named Corrupt. Hello. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, and I, and I feel like I feel like Doctor Ish and Judge Toller are gaslighting her because they have they have reduced what she has been experiencing with him down to just cheating. And no, it's bigger than cheating. Yeah. But I feel like the cheating is the last, and it's not just the cheating. It's the fact that we're in this house. We're supposed to be addressing your addiction and our relationship problems. And you are literally calling other women while we're here. You can't even give me your undivided attention enough to say, no, I don't want to be with you. Yes. I want to fix this. Your focus is everywhere, but on this relationship. Right. So no, that no, I'm about to say that woman is not taking up space rent free in her head. She has every right to feel the way that she feels because you're not going to expect me to be with you through thick or thin. And here we are in a situation where we have an opportunity to do some work on our relationship and you are still contacting women that you have cheated with. Yeah, like I love George Toler. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like I don't because because I'm not that smart um, <laughs> and I don't have the words. I don't want to say that she was kind of patriarchally gaslighting her, but it came off that way because it's not the woman like it could be any woman, anybody. It's not the the cheating is like, like you said, probably the tipping point. But we, Tony is to this point because corrupt addiction is destroying him. And in return, he is destroying her spiritually, emotionally, and verbally. And also, nigga, you are little and ugly. I ain't correct. No, you ain't fit. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. Am I shallow? Maybe. But a motherfucker that look like corrupt who eyes is the color of Michael Jordan because he about to drink his motherfucking liver and kidneys away. You're not going to treat me any kind of way, bitch. Well, I don't think that I don't think it's shallow because, I mean, nobody wants to be with a sea urchin. Okay, you're not going to treat me bad while I am there for you. When I don't have to be. And don't have to be. Tony, baby. Find your self-esteem. I know that's hard. The thing about being with somebody who who treats you bad, especially in, in the thick of an addiction is, it makes you question yourself. Because I know she's thinking, what the fuck am I doing here? I could be doing so much better. What's wrong with me? I must be fucked up too. You not. No, you're not. You fucked up and, and love somebody who didn't deserve your love. They, hello? <laughs> that okay. Part. And she's not wrong for that. Like, she's not wrong for loving somebody and wanting to help somebody that she cares about. She's she's not wrong in any of it. She just needs to find herself and find the strength to let go because this man is, is going to destroy she is, her. She's wrong in not recognizing when it's time to let go. That's the yeah. only thing she's doing wrong is that her refusal to let go of that relationship is causing her more harm than anything. And and Dr. Ish and Judge Tola honestly are wrong in gaslighting her into thinking that she has to stay and take this. While they are active, while they are not even addressing corrupt behavior at all. Yeah. 
Like the the best the best they did was be like, well, no alcohol is gonna be in the house no more. And this motherfucker corrupt had a goddamn meltdown. He they told his ass, Doctor Ish told his ass he was taking the alcohol out the house. Now all of a sudden he don't feel safe around Tony. Mm-hmm. Now you don't feel safe. Now she threatening you. Now you feel threatened, and now all this other shit, boy, shut up and sit the fuck down. Right, nigga, you just want to get out. You just want to find out, find a way to get out of the house by any means necessary because you want to drink. And the fact that Phaedra clocked that in her confessionals, child, when Phaedra is having uh, insightful observations, you know you fucked up. Right, because you can't escape a scammer's bird's eye view. Can't. Also, while we're on the subject, he is, uh, not only is he, I mean, because we see it, he is emotionally and verbally abusive to Tony, but I also feel like he could potentially be physically abusive because. Correct. One thing he said that stood out to me and got my my antennas up was when he said that it's not safe in this house for a man because the woman could do anything and then the man get in trouble when he put hands on her. That is abuser one-on-one right there. It is. That is abuser one-on-one. And I don't know if that's something that he just got in him himself or is that his addiction to the addiction talking or both. But either way, that also should have been a red flag for Judge Tola and Dr. Ish. Agreed. Because if you're going to get Vado out the house and not talk to Tahir, then you get for goddamn sure need to get corrupt out the house, but you need to get him out the house, but into like another facility so he can't drink. But definitely still get him out the house. Correct. Like, like don't give him what he wants, but get him out the house. I agree. I to be honest, and we call we clocked this in the beginning of the season because the the seasons for marriage boot camp are typically ten episodes. Um, we clocked this earlier in the season that once it was determined he had a drinking problem, they should have removed him and Tony from the house immediately because his problems, their problems are far bigger than just relationship. You cannot right. fix a relationship while one person is an active addict. Right. And refusing to get help. I understand wanting the ratings, but I think the the ratings should have been put on the back burner. I think they should have found another couple in their place. Because I'm pretty sure when they're casting for this, they target several couples. Yeah. More than just the five that are there. Like, I'm pretty sure they look at several different couples and then they take their pick. Right. They should have had a backup couple. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, they are talking about bringing Vado back in the house, and I don't necessarily think that's a good idea. Me, either. um, because now it sets a bad precedent. It says that, oh, we do a little bit of therapy with you. You you say you was wrong, and then poof, the situation is gone, and now you back in the house with the same person that got aggressive with you, and you tried to choke out. Right. I think that's very counterproductive to the message they, they've been trying to send the last few episodes. Well, I don't, well, I mean, it's, it is. I agree with you. But at the same time, their own message has been counterproductive because, again, they have not addressed to hear at all. So, yeah. 
it's 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 consistently inconsistent with them. Yeah. That's what I can draw from it. It's I agree with you, it does send the wrong message, but at the same time, we have to question what messages are they sending because they have been inconsistent with their messaging. Yes. Yes, because I mean, again, I love them, but they for damn sure have been sending a message like to hear did nothing wrong. And again, I'm not saying that Vado deserved to put his hands on her because he did no, not. No, no, we not, we, not. We, we not saying Vado we never is, saying is right. We, we never and we that. never will. What we saying is to hear should you, not have thrown that shit at him. If you are going to have a show based on accountability and relationships, Tahiri needs to be held accountable for her temper and her behavior because that is one of the reasons she and Vado claim they came on the show is that she has a very volatile temper. She claims that Va- that Vado likes bringing that out in her and we're not holding her accountable for the fact that nobody should be able to bring that out of you. The way they have been telling Vado, you, you control your actions. That needs to be the same message for Tahiri. You yeah. control your actions. If he was pushing your buttons that bad, why didn't you remove yourself from the situation? Why'd yeah. you let it escalate that far where that man is bringing out a very aggressive uh, side of you that led to you initiating violent behavior? Yeah. Which, I mean, Tahiri is kind of self-aware because, I mean, this ain't, it ain't like this our first time ever seeing Tahiri here. We don't see her on Love and Hell popping up shows plenty of times. And she definitely does have a temper in this volatile. Yeah. But again, that's why I say they are consi- consistently inconsistent because they haven't really addressed that. Agreed. And this was the perfect situation for that to be addressed. Because this was the perfect situation to address to Hiri. Nobody should ever put their hands on you. You need to do the work so you don't ever let End somebody up in that bring situation. You- bring that temper out in you where you are throwing things and you are being the aggressor in one situation. And then in another situation, you are the victim. That should not happen either way. Correct. I think that was it for uh, boot camp. Indeed it was. Um... <sighs> Let's talk about these helpers on Potomac. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was no new episode of Potomac, but this week has been very, 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 very messy. The girls have been fighting on the meet on the socials. The, the girls have been fighting, the girls on the are dirt, fighting on the dirty bird and on the Instagrams. Um please say the grams. The grams. Um it was so Candace did an Instagram live and she confirmed that there was a plot amongst the girls. So Giselle, Robin, Sharice, and Candace got together, had a dinner and basically came up with a plot to say that they would spread a rumor about Monique claiming that their newest child, Chase, was not Chris's baby because she cheated with her personal trainer. Mm. She, what Candace left out 
was that she was cheerleading it and also spreading the rumor as well. She went on in her live to say that Monique was an animal who on earth would have kids with her. She doesn't deserve kids because she's violent. Um, mm. All this other shit. Call, mm. You know, basically calling Monique wild animals. Honestly, going full white supremacy, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. She went full white supremacy. Um, Which, girl, but I, I'll let... Mm, go ahead, friend. I, I but that's why you got beat up. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got two pieces and a biscuit. That's, yeah. You actually you actually got a whole Popeye's meal. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got, got a, that big... You got a leg, a thigh, a breast, and a wing. You got a yeah, whole you got, half a chicken. Yeah, you got that big-ass cup of ma- uh, mashed potatoes they give you with the eight-piece family meal. Um... Wish no shade because I love that shit, but still. Yeah. I the thing about this, like once again, very quick footnote. Giselle is always at the center of some fucking mess. Um so God damn. Now I really want to get into the meat and potatoes because Monique did an Instagram live with Chris and she laid everything out A to Z didn't leave out any details brought receipts if you guys remember in season two when Monique was introduced to us Monique had a basically a party at her house and Giselle came and Giselle was talking shit about Monique's house if you remember Monique's friend at the time, Gigi, was there and basically checked Giselle and let Monique know that Giselle was being shady boots. And Monique kicked Giselle out of her house. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I absolutely remember that. Kicked her out. Gigi is Gigi is the friend that started these rumors. Monique says that um, not last season, but maybe the season before that, Gigi went to the producers and said that Monique is lying about having a miscarriage. She had an abortion. Um, And then tried to walk it back to the producers talking about, oh, I had a moment. I'm just hurt that somebody I considered a friend would discard me like I'm trash. Fast forward to Candace being introduced and Gigi reaches out to Candace uh, after Candace and Monique fall out in season four, reaches out to Candace to get Sharice's number. In that, Sharice, uh, in that, Gigi has an hour long phone, a two hour long phone conversation with Candace. And she basically is spending this whole conversation dragging, dragging uh, Monique. And in that, Candace gives Gigi Sharice's number. Okay. This is where, where things get messy. Um, after that, so Gigi is actively spreading this rumor now amongst the girls. Okay. 
London gonna slam a door, Jesus. Um, Gigi, <laughs> Gigi is actively spreading this rumor. When it got to Monique that this was happening in season four, Monique said, told production, if you allow this to happen, if you allow this storyline to play out, I will not be appearing on the show. I will not be filming. I'm pregnant. I've already had a miscarriage. I will not allow you guys to put the stress on me during my pregnancy. The producers agreed and they let all the girls know this is not to take place. They scrapped it. Gigi is still at it. Sharice is brought back into the fold because Giselle vowed revenge on Monique when Monique brought Sherman's ex-wife around, the girls. She's still mad about that, even though she's back fucking Jamal Bryant's little bitty, itty bitty, titty committee ass. You um, back fucking the nigga in here. Your own daughters don't even like the nigga in here. He's on, but you know, you know what? Never mind. Go, go ahead, mm, friend. My bad. Yeah. Um. So all of this was fabricated to basically gang up on Monique and try to cause problems. Now. Chris is a very quiet man. Don't really, he don't really do too much clucking in the hen house with them ladies. He a rooster, he mind his business. Come on, he a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> he, he mind his business. When Chris got on that IG live and said, you tricks need to be stumped out because <laughs> you don't bring people kids into your bullshit. I felt that from a personal place. Giselle, Robin, Sharice, Gigi, and Candace are all too fucking old to be carrying on like this. Candace even wrote a statement and gave it to Monique saying what she said on the IG live. Ashley Darby. And so when the girls were trying to involve Ashley and Michael in this plot, they refused to be a part of it. Whenever it would be brought up, they would stop filming and they would call Monique and let her know what was going on. When we at a place where Ashley and Michael Darby's moral compass is pointing far more north than the rest of you bitches, we have a problem. We have Houston, we have a problem. No, Potomac, we have a problem. We have changed destination. Something is awry here. Michael when Ashley, Ashley and Michael goddamn Darby, a man who was accused of sexual assault and a wife who was 10 toes down with that is having a slightly higher moral compass than the rest of y'all. I know y'all fucking lying to me. Yeah. Like, the, come on. What are we doing? So, what has happened to our standards? We're we about to get to Dragon, and if we become problematic, so be it. But we are talking about menopausal women, minus Candace, feeling inclined to bring another woman's children into the fold of some bullshit. Somebody's children. Let me say that again. Let, that, let me let that sink in. They are so dead set on being the mean girls on this show that they would involve another woman's children in their bullshit. We're talking about women who have children. Giselle has children. Robin has children. Sharice has children. Gigi has children. Yet they felt inclined to put 
Monique and Chris's child name in their mouth over some petty reality TV bullshit. And the thing that I really like about Chris is not only is he self-aware, he's aware of his wife. And he said in the live, I know that Monique can throw shade with the best of them. So I don't get in their business when the ladies is scrapping back and forth while they're filming. Because I know Monique can hold her own. I know that she, she's been shady in the past. So I don't get in the middle of that. Know thy wife. But when you bring in my kids into stuff, we have a problem. And Chris went on to say, I know some of y'all's dirty laundry. Mm. But I would never air it out. I would never put y'all in a position where you have to defend your character to your children. Mm. Chris and Monique so says they have no, they're to, almost to the point where they have no desire to remain on the show. But Monique also says she won't give them the satisfaction of leaving. Which I feel personally, and this is just me personally, I would not come back just because like we watch this show and we know the nature of these shows. It's mess. It's drama. We know that. However, I do feel that this was this was a lot for them women to do. Like more so than like normal for these shows just to create and fabricate and bring people's kids drama to it. I personally wouldn't come back, but I understand what she means by she don't want to give them the satisfaction. Like, yes, we drove this bitch off. It's mm -hmm. the principalities of it all. It's the principle of the thing, Smokey. But that being I said, just... Candace got smoked. Candace and you got, deserved it. Candace got smoked, and Monique says that she will never, ever rekindle, rebuild, fix, repair anything with Candace because Candace said on our on our fucking TV screens in episode two and said to Monique, "I didn't know you and Sharice had beef like that." Meanwhile, you absolutely knew Sharice and Monique had beef like that. You, you had we us. gave you a piece of rose petal, bitch, and you made us regret it. And we, and if if it's one thing that we are consistent on this show is we hate when people play in our face, and we hate when we give people an inch and they take a mile and make us regret giving them an inch. You raggedy ass hell for you. That's why your mama slapped you in the goddamn face with that purse. Because you don't know how to mind your fucking business. Now, where things are getting sticky, I've been doing some digging around. Giselle, Sharice, and Robin are no longer following Candace on any social media. Mm. Giselle, um, Monique, not Monique, uh, Robin just did an interview, and she says that she doesn't remember any plot being discussed at the dinner yeah, the dinner was so insignificant to her that she doesn't remember talking about a plot. Let me tell you something, Robin. You lie as bad as you invested Juan's money. <laughs> <laughs> because if something is so insignificant that you don't remember, how do you remember there was no plot? <laughs> you just need friend. to be <laughs> you need to be honest and say you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Which is often on brand for you, Robin, because, I mean, let's be honest, you do nothing but follow Giselle's lead, so... You have gone out your way since since Monique came to the Potomac franchise to not like her. 
down yeah. to making a fool out of yourself at your own open house for that two bedroom condo that it took you 18 months to, to remodel and flip. Right. When she was coming to support, you wanted to argue with somebody who was coming to support something you were doing. Sharice said on Twitter that Monique needs to check Candace because it was Candace doing all the cheerleading and spreading of said rumor. So the mean girls have already started to turn their backs on Candace. Which is often the case. This is why you can't befriend mean girls because it's all well and good when when they when when it's all well and good when they kiki in with you, but then they'll turn around and kiki right back about you. And let's let's revisit a few facts, shall, shall we, before we get up out of here. Candace, when you were introduced to us in season three, it was Giselle and Robin who were the mean girls and did not welcome you with open arms. I've, I fully remember them calling you a stupid pageant girl. And that's when we found out that you had worked with the Obama administration. Mm -hmm. Am I right, friend? Yeah. And my fact, if my facts right, if my facts wrong, let me know and we can straighten them I out. I think the only thing I would add to that is that it was Giselle and Robin spearheading it and then Ashley jumped in. Correct. Um, I don't even count Ashley because she and Ashley still aren't friends. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Oh, okay. I see why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm just, I'm you. just pointing out, I'm just trying to bring up some facts so that we can ask Candace, what would make you want to be a pawn? And these tragic mulattoes bullshit yes. when they've never been kind to you. Never. They they've never been kind to you. World. Even as recent as this season in episode one, when you met up with Giselle, you called her a mean girl because she went on one of those Watch What Happened Live shows and was making fun of you because your mama be running around telling everybody that you always begging her for money. Yeah. That's that was the first you, episode. That's what led to you calling her house a $800,000 slave shack. Which was funny. Hilarious. Yeah. So, but still, season three, like, at what they cost? called you a stupid pageant girl. Yeah. Season three, they made fun of you and so, Chris for not being financially stable and living um, off your mom. And mm -hmm. planning a wedding that y'all could not afford. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Season four, Giselle was shading you down at your own wedding. Mm -hmm. When Chris was reciting his vows, mm -hmm. Robin didn't even have the wearing thought to show up to your wedding on time. She and Juan got there in time for the reception. Mm -hmm. They spent all the rest of season four making fun of you and gaslighting you about you and Chris living in a condo that y'all couldn't even pay the whole mortgage on. They made fun of the fact that your mama was paying half the mortgage. Mm -hmm. They initiated and put into play you and Ashley falling out because when it was when the Michael Darby butt touching situation was brought up and, and Robin saying, also Robin, you was pissy drunk, but could remember Michael Darby saying he was suck Juan's dick, but you couldn't remember if it was a plot or not. Because at a it dinner. was so inf insignificant. If insignificant girl, girl, fuck play with some, play with Juan's dick. Don't play with us. 
Um, it was Robin and Giselle who put that into play, and it ultimately led to the butter knife situation because Candace, you put Ashley out. It was Giselle who ran outside and told her to come back in. Right, and did nobody call that shit out but Karen? And like I said, as recent as the current season, you and Giselle had some smoke for each other because you called her a mean girl for constantly bringing up the fact that your mama runs around telling everybody you broke. Yeah. So. So like, what was what was the at what cost, Candace? What was the cost? Like, was what, it worth? What it? did you What did you sell your soul for? You sold you sold your soul for a seat at the mean girls table. And then meanwhile, they flipped that bitch right on top of you. Meanwhile, in all of this, Monique has always welcomed you with open arms to the group. Monique took you in kind of like a little sister. Mm-hmm. Monique has looked out for you. Has Monique has been back. present and accounted for for you. And this is how you repay her. Yeah. When all she now, did was ask you to be just a little bit more tactful. And the thing is, now I'm just waiting on the final blow to come from Giselle calling you a liar or painting you as the ringleader in this Monique situation. Because, because that would be we, peak Giselle. It would be peak Giselle, and it would be on brand for what, for what we're hearing from the rest of the Mean Girls. Cherise mm-hmm. saying you were cheerleading and spreading the rumor. Robin saying that conversation at that dinner never happened. So Even now she remembers the conversation, but she don't remember mm-hmm. what happened. Girl, now, anyway. Now, all we waiting on is Giselle to come in with the final blow and say, uh, Candace initiated all of that because she got the initial phone call from Gigi. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have known anything about this if Candace didn't give Gigi Cherie's phone number. Mm-hmm. Because Giselle don't have nothing for Gigi since Gigi came at uh, Giselle sideways in season two. You played a stupid game and now you winning a stupid prize. You won the ass whooping is what you won. And I'm waiting to and, see the ass whooping. And now Candace is going around basically saying in interviews she refuses to film another season with Monique. It's either going to be her or Monique. And we all know it's going to be you, girl. You ain't never had a real storyline till you and Monique fell out. That's why you're going so hard to keep that beef going with her. And if we're being honest, if we're being completely 100% honest, and listen, I don't give a damn what y'all say. I, If you give me a chance between having Candace on the show and Monique on the show, it's a no-brainer, Monique. I Listen, I know her and her whole teppy ass oils can be annoying at some times. I ain't going to hold you. But I'll be goddamn if I'll... Listen, give me Monique. Candace don't even bring... Candace don't even bring good drama, good reads, good story to... She don't bring nothing to this. Like, if we, like if we could have Candace... Off this show, but keep Chris on here for the Chris on here for that bomb ass food. I'd accept that. I would accept Chris being on here without uh, Candace, honestly. The, but yes. can I say? Can I say one more thing? Mm-hmm. Where is y'all partners at? Why aren't these men embarrassed for the way the two hoes is carrying on? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. There's also that. <laughs> Mike know I can be feisty. He know I got a mouth on me. He know I could carry my own. Mike would dig in my shit if he knew I was running around being so malicious and spiteful that I was bringing other parents' children into my bullshit. He would would dig in my shit. He would be utterly 
furious because he would be utterly furious if somebody did that to our soon to be children. Yes. Like that's where is one? Well, we know Jamal Bryan is somewhere putting his dick in, in a congregation member. He say, shouldn't be putting it in. Sharice is lonely. Mm-mm. And and Chris, a lot of times he just don't want to have to hear Candace shrinking like a shrieking like a wombat. <laughs> All right. She'll persona like a Pokemon and shit. But y'all, y'all's partner should be very embarrassed with the way y'all are carrying on. Because yes, kids, kids should be kids should be a no-fly zone. And that shouldn't even have to be said. That's an unspoken rule amongst parents that kids are a no-fly zone. Yeah, like I look, I <laughs> I will put it like this. I know it is uh, very popular to say um uh, stay stay out of women's business on social media and stuff. But in these kinds of situations, um, if I know my partner is out here acting this crazy, uh, I don't give a damn whose business it is. Uh, you not about to have me out here looking the fuck stupid being your spouse and you out here wilding like this. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, spam. Either you're going to get yoga together or we're not going to be together. That's just honestly the only two options. Cause fuck that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like it's just some stuff that you should not want your partner to be. It's some behaviors that you should not want your partner to be doing and carrying on. And this is this is probably this is up. This is like top three. Honestly, top two. Agreed. So. Um, they yeah, should be nah. embarrassed. They should definitely be. I am embarrassed. I have secondhand embarrassment. Y'all grown ass women carrying on like this. And for what? A Bravo check. A Bravo check. And Brooke pointed this out. Y'all are not even the highest viewed show in the franchise. And y'all are not the highest paid in the fran- in the Real Housewives franchise. So mm. y'all are y'all are embarrassing yourselves, tarnishing y'all reputations for pennies on the motherfucking dollar. Cause isn't Atlanta still one of the highest, one of, if not the highest paid? Yes. Mm. Pennies on the goddamn dollar. Mm. Also, Jamal Bryan bought Giselle and his daughters a restaurant that is now closed in Arizona. And it had <laughs> problems with roaches and rats. <laughs> well, I, just I mean, when you look at the material, because I mean, he, he looked like Master Splinter, so. You hoes is embarrassing. Very. But I'm here to laugh at your embarrassment. I'm 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 here to I'll drag you drag you about your embarrassment, but I'm also here to laugh at your embarrassment. So mm-hmm. Fuck y'all. Yeah. And y'all deserve everything bad that comes um, to you. Yeah. Y'all deserve all the worst in the world. You motherfuckers let look. Michael and Ashley be a moral compass about a situation. And I am I girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to hold back. Ashley and Michael, who are about to have more relationship issues, and honestly, I'm ready to get to that. I'm ready to to get to more of Michael Darby's cheating. Yes, yes. 
because I really want to discuss how big of a piece of shit he is to cheat on his wife while she's in a thick of postpartum depression. Correct. So I just I just want to say like Tomicus or however you say that nigga's name. Who okay, we here. Boy. Your nick your name is Tomicus, boy. You You all but tried to force Latoya to have another baby with you, and she is due any minute. And you are so sloppy, so trifling, so nasty, so disgusting that your mistress released a sex tape of y'all at the exact time her virtual baby shower started. Boy. Her comments are now off. His comments are limited. He was posting cryptic messages, which are now deleted, about how the devil was busy. Y'all leave the devil alone. The devil ain't got nothing to do with where you dip your dick. Leave the devil alone. The only thing devilish is you can't keep is you exactly you dipping your dick in everything but your wife. But you know, as I was fishing through that information and I came across some tweets from some people from Texas, and they say the Latoya picked him up right on up out of FedEx in his uniform and all. Um, that well, Toya is Toya is Toya is a cautionary tale of what happens when very successful women marry down. And before y'all niggas get started, successful niggas cheat and they cheat a lot. But why they cheat is totally different from why men who men cheat when a woman marries down insecurities. We spoke all season long about Tommy being jealous and kind of insecure about Latoya's yeah, success and trying to did. bogart his way into her business dealings. And it, it's even worse when you find out she plucked the nigga out of FedEx because why is you trying to be in, in business means with her label and you ain't, a, you ain't in the industry. Yeah. You was just right. in there taking up motherfucking space, trying to sling your dick everywhere. Right. Well, you know, I have heard from 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 women that them them FedEx them them FedEx and UPS delivery niggas them them be the dangerous ones. Hit your insecurities ate you up, and it led you to put your wife in such a despicable predicament while she's in the late stages of her pregnancy. Um, Boy, fuck you. I, what I told you, Candace. What I t- I never liked that nigga. I never yeah. liked him. Yeah. Listen, my listen, my niggy sense, <laughs> my niggy sense. I ain't never liked that nigga. It was he was somebody him was always off, and it seemed like he was always off sticking his dick in someone that wasn't Toya. Mm-hmm. Now look at you, up here ashamed talking about the devil. The devil didn't make you do it here, nigga. You are the devil. You goddamn bozo. Yeah. Absolutely. But prayers uh, for Toya, because that is disgusting. It's despicable. And we are truly sorry that you've had to be subjected to that. We hope that you can have peace for the remainder of your pregnancy. Yes. Um, we pray. But we should have known, but we should have known when John Gray, gravy sniffing ass, married y'all. Cause Lord knows he can't stop cheating on Aventor big guns having ass. Yeah. Um that makes me feel bad for toy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we oh, hope that no. you find peace. We hope that you find mm. healing. Also, if y'all sleeping with married men, 
take your bullshit out on them. Why is the first thing y'all aim to do is to hurt the wife? Mm. She ain't had no parts in y'all shit. Leave her out of it. You should have just blackmailed his ass. Yeah, because I mean, the embarrassment was going to hit either way, but Toya didn't deserve that. You went out of your way to harm her. You didn't hurt him. He's not the one pregnant. Y'all, no, y'all not. really, y'all really some despicable motherfuckers, man. I feel hmm. like we have talked about the worst of the worst on this show. On, from, in, in both genders, we've gone from addicts. We've gone from mistress. From, we've gone from uh, malicious mistresses. We've gone from evil mean girls. We've gone from abusive niggas to cheating niggas. I feel like we have covered the whole spectrum of how despicable you motherfuckers are. And we are tired. And we are tired. We want want y'all to leave us and the people y'all harm the fuck alone. Because they don't deserve that and we don't deserve to be subjected to y'all bullshit. Absolutely. So that I think we are done for today. Um, the, the we are recording this. We are wrapping up recording uh, minutes away from the newest episode of Potomac, which we will discuss next week when we have Brooke on. Um, we are excited for that. Honestly, I'm excited for Brooke to carry on because she's gonna do that anyway. Cause that's just how she is. Um, thank y'all for listening to the show. Um, be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Be sure to tell. A a friend to tell a friend about the entire network um get with the winning team purchase some merch uh, look for some new merch to be coming soon um, mm-hmm. and subscribe to the patreon um if you want more ratchet tree from me and canvas uh because honestly we just be pieces of shit behind the paywall but it's behind the paywall so yeah. it comes it comes with uh, I think that's all I have, Candace. That's it. Jeremy said the best. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. We fuck with y'all. We'll see y'all back next week with Brooke. Make sure you go check out her YouTube channel. Uh, search, search the Brooke Ashley on YouTube and it should come right up. Be sure to subscribe. Um, we'll see y'all back next week. Peace.